This week we started reading the Parshas Vayetze, where Yaakov leaves Be'er Sheva and he journeys to Choron. So when you read the verse in the text, it seems like soon as he left Be'er Sheva, Vayetze Yaakov Be'er Sheva, immediately he travels, he journeys to Choron. However, when you look into the commentaries and Rashi and the Chazal, we see that he made a little detour, that instead of going straight from Beersheba to Choron, he spent 14 years in the yeshiva of Ever. 14 years in between. Matter of fact, the 14 years are not accounted for, it's almost sort of hidden in the Torah, that it doesn't explicitly tell us about those years. It's almost as the Torah wants us to believe that he went straight from Beersheba to Choron, but really there's 14 years. The explanation of this is, as Rashi said at the end of last week's portion, is because actually Yaakov, it says, was punished that his son Yosef was away from him for 22 years. And the reason why he was punished that Yosef was away from Yaakov for 22 years, they correspond to those years that Yaakov Yaakov was away from Yitzchak. Because from the time that Yitzchak left Be'er Sheva until he came back, there were uh, 22 years, uh, 14 years that we find that he worked in uh, the house of Levin for the two wives for Rachel and Leah, plus another six years we find that he worked just for pay, and eventually he left, and then he spent another two years traveling back. He was away of 22 years. But the truth of the matter is, he was away more than 22 years. He was away 22 years plus 14 years. And Yaakov was not punished only for 22 years, because those 14 years that he spent going to yeshiva, that he studied in the yeshiva of Ever on the way from Be'er Sheva, on the way to Choron, that's not in the account, and that's why the Torah sort of uh, put it into, uh, in a way that it should not be recognizable. But just an interesting thought, uh, maybe we can tie it in, um, into uh, the fact that we're uniting our efforts to make sure that we have a minion uh, in town uh, all. So um, also right away in the beginning it says that when Yaakov came to the spot to the Haramaria and the sun set, so it says he took me'avnei hamokoim, he took from the stones of the place. So there were many stones and he took them to use them as, as his pillow to surround him. But eventually when the Torah says after he got up from his sleep, the Torah says he took that stone that he put underneath his head. There seems to be a contradiction. In the beginning, in the Chumash, it talks about many stones. And then, when it comes later on, it says, the stone, only in a singular. There was only one stone in there. So what happens? So again, Rashi explains from the Chazal that there was a fight going on between those stones. Initially, there were many stones. But each one of the stones argued that they wanted that the tzaddik, Yaakov Avinu, should place his head on him. So there was a fight between the stones. So in the beginning there were many, but there was a fight. So what did Hashem do? 
So Hashem made a miracle that all the stones were combined. It became one stone. So from the Avon and it became one heaven. It became one stone. So I once heard, so uh, asked the question, uh, but how does this solve the problem? Because in the end, Yaakov can only put his head on one spot on the stone. There's only that much space that his head takes up. So let it be that the stones are all one stone, but still there's a dispute between the stone on which spot of the stone should Yaakov place his head. So how did it resolve the dispute amongst the rocks now that they're all one, but it's still only on one spot, not on, the, not on all of them together? And the answer to the question is, is that once you realize that it's really one stone, it doesn't matter. Wherever the tzaddik puts his head, it's really on the whole stone. There is no difference if there is no separation. There's no divisiveness, there's no division. So if you place your head on any part of the stone, it is placing on the whole stone. So it's important to know that notwithstanding the fact that we have different nusachs, different shuls, but yet if the bottom line is that we're all praying to Hashem to combine our efforts to make things happen, I think that's like combining the stone, making it all to one. And as long as we are mispalo to Hashem, as Ebushah should be makabal, our kulas bab.